Hello, you are listening to The Power of Investing in People with Shay Sparks. I had the honor of being on the show with Shay and wow, how authentic she is and how much I know that she wants to keep hope alive in the community. So thank you all for joining. And everyone here today, I'm offering a special to all active duty or retired military to my all access on-demand training where we learn how to dream, believe, and achieve our best life. Please visit at timlanefitness.com and I'll see you all soon. Enjoy the show. From being a broadcast TV journalist to becoming an entrepreneur, April Pertwee shares her story on how she helps women shine their light by sharing their story while tapping into their true power. We dive into deep conversation on finding fulfillment, fun, and living life at a level 10. Stay tuned for her inspiring journey. You won't want to miss it. Welcome to the Power Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and business by transforming trauma into treasure. Check out my new co-author collaborative book called Hashtag Firestarters, How to Be a Spark of Hope in the Midst of Change on my website, shaysparks.com. And while you're there, I invite you to connect with me on all the social media links like Instagram and Facebook, YouTube. I even have LinkedIn on there as well. And today, our guest is the incredible April Pertwee. Did I say that right, April? You did. Good job. Welcome to the show, April. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Love this concept and this conversation. So thanks for having me. Well, thank you for taking time. I know that you're on the road, as they say. And so thank you for just taking time to be here. Yeah, this is perfect. I'm a captive audience right now in the car traveling. So (laughs) it worked out perfect. Perfect. So for those of you who don't know, April Pertwee is a visibility and media specialist. She is in the business of storytelling. Her philosophy is everyone has a story and is she's fascinated with getting to the core of what that story is. April's career spans over more than 30 years as a journalist, producer, writer, and positive encourager. She's an award-winning video journalist who has worked with CBS TV, HGTV, DIY Network, Food Network, and numerous private industries, where she has interviewed thousands of people and crafted their story as a result. Today, April works with people and brands to help them tell their story in a more authentic way so they can reach more customers, attract new clients, grow their audience, and ultimately tap into their true power. I love that. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Love that. Yes. So yes. let's just start, let's just dive in. And so I always like to start off April with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Oh, that's such a good question. To me, investing in people really is about, if I'm going to talk about storytelling, to me, it really is about honoring their story. You said it in, in the intro that I believe that everybody has a story. And 
when I think about that, it's like if we don't invest in people, if we don't really ask them about their story and truly give them the opportunity to be seen and heard, then we're missing a huge opportunity to connect and to build relationships and to build business relationships, personal relationships, have opportunities, the doors of opportunities open up to us. A lot of that can't happen if we don't take the time to stop and pause and really hear someone else out and and, and ask them the questions about their story. Sometimes it's having a different viewpoint. And we live in a world that's so toxic with everyone's opinions being their own and no one really taking the time to truly listen and be open to someone else's viewpoint. And Mm -hmm. I think that is the secret sauce that really does make the world go around. And that's how I believe we should be investing in people. And it's something that I try to do every single day in the work that I do at Lightbeamers and working with people on getting them to share their story is getting them to understand that their story has a place. And so holding space Mm. for people to share their story, to explore their story and to be seen and heard with that story is just incredibly important to me. I love that answer. And you kind of gave a twofold where it's about not just being able to share your story, but it's about being able to hold space and listen to the other person. As so many times we listen to respond rather than from a place of listening to understand. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I tell my audience and my clients, like the the number one rule of storytelling, like the first thing you have to do, you actually have to listen. Sometimes it's not about talking. It's about closing our mouth and listening. Right. You know, asking really good questions, being an observer of life, being an observer of other, of other being awake and aware, but listening is such a key part of it, really is. I, I agree. I agree. There's a, just something that's kind of floating around. So in order to be a great storyteller, you have to be able to listen. And in I took improv classes for a year, <laughs> and that <laughs> that will definitely test your listening. It's yeah. Yeah. I I was just, I was going to agree that, I mean, in order to bounce off someone else, you can't have your words pre-planned. You can't just be in your own silo. So improv is such a great example of that because in order to be in the moment and be fully present in that scene, in that improv scene and just be playing off the other person, you absolutely have to have super sharp listening skills. It's such a great, I've heard of people, I've never done this myself, but I've heard of really great, you know, storytellers and writers and people in that trade go and take improv for that very reason. Not because they really wanted to get on stage and do comedy, but they really wanted to learn and sharpen that that skill. Mm. Maybe they realized that it, it wasn't as sharp as they wanted it to be. So that's, I love that you've done that. Yeah, it's it's very freeing. I thought I that's not what I expected to get out of it. One, <laughs> I, I learned to listen more intently and also be agreeable. So one of the other things is always saying yes and, mm-hmm. and and not disagreeing and saying yeah but blah blah blah. Yeah, there is no yeah, yeah. but it's yes and yes and so good. Yeah, and then the other thing oh is letting go of control. So we will have a character in mind and we want to shift it this way, but that other person isn't on board. 
So they're shifting another way. So you have to go to that yes and and let go of that control and just be like, we're just going to make this scene work. And however it turns out, it turns out. And it's not about being funny. It's just about being literally quick on your feet and not overthinking things, which was another thing I learned. Oh, I can't overthink (laughs) something. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Then we all need to sign up for improv classes, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so you working with people who share their story, I can't imagine how many times you've found people are really kind of stuck in their own head, so to speak, and with overthinking. Oh my gosh, all the time. And I I work a lot with women and I think women fall prey to this maybe more so than men. Men, I think don't, I don't think men overcomplicate or overthink things as much as women do. So when we get into sharing your story and telling your story, a lot of times women specifically just, they get in their way and they get in their head over it because they want it to be perfect. And I'm like, well, what does that even mean for it to be perfect? And whereas men, I feel like, are more forthcoming and just like, yeah, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. Like, what's the big deal? Whereas women do kind of muddy the waters on that a little bit more. So kind of an observation I've made over the years of working a lot with women. I do have men clients too. So obviously you'd be an observer of how men do things versus women. And when it comes to storytelling, that's one of the things that I've noticed is that we definitely get in our head and overcomplicate things, make it when really at the end of the day, it's really quite simple. I teach storytelling. People are like, God, you make this sound so easy and so simple. And I'm like, well, because it really is, but we just make things harder than it needs to be. Absolutely. In fact, so I coach in fear. I help people break through fear and how fear Mm -hmm. shows up for them because it shows up differently for everybody. And when we are stuck in that overthinking, it's because it's, we're attached to the story that we're making up in our head, not even being able to say it out loud. (laughs) And the fear piece, and we kind of talked about this in the intro a little bit too, that when we're stuck in that fear and we're stuck in kind of an old story or a story that, like you said, that we've made up in our head, that's when we're letting the story have power over us, right? Mm, Yes. It's keeping us in that place of fear. It's all kinds of stuff like that, not really allowing us to move forward overthinking things, all of that. Whereas when you really learn to harness the power of your story and you kind of release it yes. and, and get it out into the world and share it, that's when you can harness the power of the story and use that story in a powerful and positive way. It gets you from being stuck. It gets you unstuck. It gets you into action. It gets you out there communicating. And that's, that is a piece that a lot of people are missing is learning how to release the power that it's having over us. And how we do that is by really using our story in a powerful way, sharing the story outwardly with other people, communicating who we are, what we're about in the world. And that's when we really learn to harness the power of our story and use it in a positive way. One of my taglines that I use at Light Beamers is that when you share your story, you shine a light. And so when you learn to really share your story fruitfully in the world, your story is really not even about you any longer. What it is is shining a light for someone else. You know, it's illuminating the way. It's it's giving someone else permission. It's being inspiring to someone else. It might be teaching someone else. Other people, we all learn through storytelling. I mean, this has been documented since the days of the cavemen. That's Mm -hmm. where storytelling even started. 
And so we learn by listening to other people's stories mm-hmm. and we glean wisdom. We take teaching away. We get the inspiration we need. We get the motivation we need. We get the courage, a lot of things by listening to other people. So why do we hang on to our stories? We should not be doing that. We've got to give that as a gift to other people by sharing it, shining that light. Oh, I totally agree. I have always said that when we share our lessons learned of the obstacles we've overcome, we spark a tiny hope of, or we spark a, yeah, we spark, what did I say? It's all all messing (laughs) up now. We spark a tiny, no, we ignite a tiny spark of hope, love, and community in in other people when we share our stories, right? And then when we ignite that spark, the whole world lights up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I need more of that. Absolutely. So, of course, I'm curious, does April, do you have a story? And and is that really being able to share it that you really found that this is, that there's so much power that is in our story? And what was the result of that? Yeah, yes. Well, of course, I have a story, right? Everybody does have a story. And and the thing that's important about this is that we have, we have lots of stories. There's lots of layers to April. There's lots of stories that, that I could share with you. But in the context of this conversation, I think the, the story that's most relevant to share with you is how I came into to doing this work and how I how I know this to be true, right? How do I know everybody has a story? And what is the witness that I've bared to what happens when those stories are shared. And my story really dates back to my childhood. I've always been somebody that's been fascinated by storytelling. I think that was just kind of how my imagination got taken away as a kid. And you could often find me in my room writing stories in my journal and wrote a lot of poetry as a kid. And I It's just really how I learned to process life. I learned how to process feelings and emotions and situations. You know, it was oftentimes just being poured out into my journal and writing and sharing the story with myself, really. Mm -hmm. And as I got older and got in going to college and thinking about what do I want to be when I grew up, that was really kind of the thing like, gosh, if I could figure out how to tell stories for a living, that'd be amazing. And so I did. I went on to become, I got a journalism degree and started my career as a broadcast journalist, worked in television for many years. And, you know, at the beginning, I thought, God, this is amazing. This is like so cool. I get to go out every day and interview people and tell their story. The problem was being in broadcast news, I realized not too many years in that like, man, I don't know if I'm really cut out to tell these types of stories because I was tasked with going out and chasing fire trucks and police cars and bad guys and robbers and murderers and shoving microphones in their face and trying to get the story. It was more salacious, right? It was more the moments in life where, you know, our humanness is shown Mm -hmm. our brokenness is shown to the ultimate level. And I just felt like I was tasked with being a communicator of those stories and it didn't sit well with my soul because I, I guess because I just, been a student of storytelling my whole life, I think, and then I've been in a keen observer of other human interactions. I've, I've had this real sense, even in my 20s working this job, you know, that, man, we're telling the wrong stories, you guys. Like, this is what we're putting on the eight, ten yeah. o'clock news or 6 o'clock news. We're getting this all wrong. Yeah. And I didn't really know in my 
you know, 20s, mid 20s, late 20s during this phase of my life, I didn't really know how to go and do it the way that I knew was possible. Like we need to be going out there and telling the people's stories, the human stories, the stories of the everyday James and Joes who are doing remarkable things in their life and thinking they don't have a story, but they do. And I didn't really have that figured out at that time in my life. But what I did figure out early on was I, did, I wasn't going to continue being a communicator of bad stories. And so with a very promising career ahead of me, much to the shock and dismay of a lot of people in my life, I left that career pretty early on, you know, about five years, six years in, I left that business mm. and went out on my own and started my own thing. And again, lots of twists and turns along the way. And you rattled off some things in my bio where I've done some cool things at HGTV and Food Network and all that kind of stuff. And all of those kind of things happened during that time period in my life. But eventually it got to the point where I had I had really garnered all the experience that I needed. I had spent my career interviewing people, getting people's stories and doing that work that it really did culminate into this this birthing of this work that I do now mm. about five years ago when I was kind of in a stage of evaluation of my life. And I was a young mom, had you know kids at home, and I was doing a lot of freelance project work and things like that. But I thought, man, what, what does this look like if I ask for more? Mm. What does this look like if I actually do the work that would 100% light me on fire. I mean, I was yes. getting amazing projects yes. and I was, I loved the work that I did, but I wanted, I felt like I was at a level eight and I was like, what does it, what does it look like to go to level 10? Which is an awesome question, by the way, to ask yourself. It is an awesome question. Awesome. That's right. It's a yes. really good one for people to, if you're in a stage where you're like, things are really, really good, or even if they're not that great, you know, like how yeah. can you evaluate that? And and so for me personally, when I asked myself that question, I, I had been doing the work that I loved and I was telling people stories and working with brands and, you know, like I said, doing the things at HGTV and DIY and doing some cool stuff. But at the end of the day, I still wasn't really doing the type of storytelling that I wanted to mm. do that I knew was out there. Yeah. And I was at a position in my career, you know, where the phone would ring and that was no problem, but it was, it was never really like the type of work that I wanted to create. And so mm -hmm. I thought a level 10 for me would be to go create the platform where I can go and tell the stories that I want to tell that yeah. I know that are out there. And so when I surveyed the land, if you will, yes. um, at that time, five years ago, it's 2000, it's really about 2014 when I was doing this kind of exploratory work with myself and asking mm -hmm. these questions, Social media was really coming out. It had been out, but was really making like people were really starting to get on social media and it was becoming a thing. Yeah. And I, having been in media, having been a video producer and a media specialist for most of my career, I understood media. And I thought, man, this is a golden opportunity because social media is available to everybody. It's, it's free. I mean, yes. it's like available at our fingertips. Right. And I really looked at social media and I thought, man, most people aren't using this in a powerful, positive way. They're using social media to you know, spew more hate, spread yeah. more lies, yeah. spread the stories of CNN and Fox News and all that crap. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. This is this is where I can insert myself. This is where I can make a difference. This is where I can. This would be going to level 10 to me. Yeah. And so at that time, it was roughly in the spring of 2015. I 
hit, yeah, hit publish on a blog called lightbeamers.com, not knowing what the heck I was going to do. But I just was like, I'm going to start sharing stories. And then from those stories, I'm going to start getting people into the conversation with me. Yeah. And so I started writing and sharing stories, things that I, things that I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. I started putting them out on social media. And then from that, started inviting people to join me inside of a, of a Facebook group of all things that is now the Light Beamers community. And from that, that evolution of like bringing people into that group and using my own stories to spark conversation and then teaching then evolved, of course, over the years to where I would then teach other people how to extricate these stories from inside of them too. Mm-hmm. And then how to use these stories in a positive, powerful way, yes. both on social media and then of course beyond. I look back now and I can see how that was always divinely inspired. I mean, clearly I'm on a path and on a mission and I'm living my life on purpose and it feels really, really good. But that's been my own story's design. I wouldn't be able to do this work if I didn't have that big story behind me of just searching and seeking and doing things a way that didn't exactly didn't exactly light me on fire to figuring out how to do it in a way that lights me on fire. And listen, that took me 15, 20 years to figure out. And quite honestly, I'm still figuring it out, right? Like this right. isn't the end of my story. It's just where I am now. But the work has evolved from my own experiences working with so many people over the years in a lot of variety of different ways. But at the end of the day, still chasing that human story, still <laughs> chasing the story of the human that's the heart that's yeah. inside of people and getting people to share that story. Because that's the story that will connect with so many other people. And even just the way that I've shared my story over the years. And again, that story that I just shared with you and the many others that I have, that has allowed me to build community on Facebook in a mm-hmm. crazy way. That's allowed me to grow a really successful business doing this with light beamers. That's allowed me to open up doors of opportunity and go and speak on stages and share my message with thousands of other people. It's just opened up so many and make beautiful connections. Like I also have the most amazing people that I've met, like all across the world. And not only getting to hear their story, but them being engaged in my story and then just beautiful collaborations and networking and just community. It really, at the end of the day, it's just building community with one another through our stories. So that's kind of the path and the mission that I'm have been on and am on and will continue to be on. And it's, it is work that absolutely lights me up. And I absolutely say without question, I'm living it at a level 10 now. And it feels really Mm. amazing. Mm, I love that. I love that. And you mentioned community. And so I had forgotten to mention in the beginning. So just a shout out to our mutual friend, Bobby Joe Smith for introduce, for connecting yes, us and yes. introducing us. So thank you for that because this is, yes, it's been an awesome conversation so far. And I love what you said about your journey and how long it's taken. And, and I, and that you're exploring and, and now it's lighting you on fire. For me, I call it curious exploration. Right. It's really about about just being when the doors of opportunity open, because they will when you're on this path, just going through it and going, hmm, what's in here for me to learn? Who I do I need to know? What do I need to connect with? Maybe I'm passing information on. I mean, we literally have no idea. And just being able to explore it, like you said, and and walk through it. So oh, yes. And, and that's willing. 
Yes. Being willing is the huge part. This is part of something that I do with my coaching clients is really getting to the heart of their passion so that they're lit up every day and they're excited to jump out of bed and get to work. But really it's about living their life, right? Because it's all in alignment. Yeah. Yeah. So about your journey, was there things that you tried that you were like, this, this, this was good. It wasn't great. This was an eight. (laughs) It wasn't a 10. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's been lots of things. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, and you look back and I can easily see how even some of those, I don't even want to call them missteps because they're not really missteps. They're just way stations along the way on the journey that at the time maybe didn't make a lot of sense. But now I can look back and go, man, they were, it was so important that I walked through that door. Regardless, it may not have led me to the ultimate destination, but it definitely There was something that I gained from that along the way. So an example of that is uh, probably eight or nine years ago, really, it was when my kids were real little. Well, my daughter's 12, so she was one at the time. So let's say 11 years ago, I was staying at home with the kids, obviously just had my second child and was still doing projects here and there, keeping my my feet in the industry, if you will, kind of keeping my name out there, but was not working really a whole lot. And an opportunity came along to join a network marketing company selling jewelry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here I am, a young mom staying at home, got babies and all of that, and went to a jewelry party. And had, I love jewelry, number one. So it's just like not a shock. Went to the jewelry party, had so much fun at the jewelry party that I decided to host a jewelry party. Then I invited all my friends over and then I hosted a jewelry party. And then the girl, of course, that did the party was like, you would be great at this. Why don't you consider also becoming a rep and doing this yourself? And I thought that sounds like such a fun idea because this would be something that I could go do with my friends once or twice a month, get out of the house, have a a reason to get out of the house besides jumping on an airplane and going and producing a video for somebody because I wasn't really doing that at the time. And I thought, man, this would be great. And so I said yes to that. And I kind of stumbled into it and I ended up being super successful at it. Like I ended up doing like 10 parties a month and (laughs) making really crazy money. Like, I mean, like it was just, it took off. I grew a team of 35 people like overnight just because I was having fun and I was, I I didn't have a big expectation around it. I ended up doing that for several years, uh, building that team and working with that jewelry company and eventually was there until the the jewelry company eventually went out of business. And I was there Mm. at the end when they went out of business, which actually I think was a big part of me examining that, that next level getting into, well, okay, let's get back to what April really wants to do. But that, when I look back on that, that's easy to see. That was kind of a departure of something outside of my wheelhouse of doing storytelling and doing videos and producing content for people that was a departure. But when I look back on that, I see so many connective pieces to what I learned during that time. I learned about there was still storytelling taking place because Mm -hmm. it it was so fun to talk about jewelry and how different pieces may remind you of an experience or a special date or blah, 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 blah. And then just the community of getting women together in living rooms and meeting new people and connecting over something like that. I learned a lot about how women work and how we communicate and how we gather and 
what is important to us. And just a lot of conversations happened over that jewelry table Mm -hmm. in in those women's homes over those years that I did that. And even women that would join my team, I learned about things that women were seeking in their own life, the things that they were wanting to build and have and do and be and become and all that. And I look back and man, that's just been a huge piece of things that I have taken with me into light beamers because those were really important lessons for me to learn. And it was important for me to also see for myself that I could do something different. Mm-hmm. That was not my normal thing and also create something successful out of it. And I, it gave me a big, a big dose of confidence that yes. you know, I may not have had otherwise. So those are some, that's an, an example of where things have kind of gone off the beaten path a little bit, but they, like you said, those, that curiosity and you learn so much from yes. doing things that maybe didn't make a lot of sense at the time. You're going to go sell jewelry. I'm like, yeah, why not? You know, <laughs> give it a try. It'll be fun. And it was, I had a blast. We won trips. I mean, my husband and I won free trips to Hawaii and Puerto Rico mm. and Dominican Republic. And we just got to do some cool stuff. So I look back on that fondly. That's awesome. And thank you so much for sharing that story. Because I know, you know, our listeners are, you know, maybe they're in the transition period from military to civilian life, Mm -hmm. or they've gone from one job, now they're looking for another, or they're just to that point where they're like, I've worked this for so long, I need something more. Like where you were like, I'm a, I'm an eight. How can I make this a 10? Or maybe they're a five and they're like, how can I make this an eight? (laughs) They just want a little improvement. Yeah. We just want to up level any level, any way we can to feeling that fulfillment and satisfaction and happiness. Well, and I love that you said that you had fun because I think we were raised, right? Growing up and going to school, sit down, shut up and do your work, keep your head down, that type of thing that we forget to play. We forget the fun component. And I think that's where the passion really comes in. And when you're lit on fire, when you're doing something that's on purpose, in purpose, is the fun. So much fun. And, and I forget this all the time too, because I can get pretty serious and I can get Same. my head in the weeds <laughs> and I have to remind myself and to take a day off and go do something fun or yeah. take, you know, take a walk around the a block to get out out of my office and just get some fresh air in my head and maybe take my dog and just play with the dog or whatever. It can be really small ways to Mm -hmm. incorporate fun and it can be big ways. But yeah, I think that we do, we take life so seriously and we do forget to have fun and play and play such a big uh, source of creativity that we, we get new ideas when we allow ourselves some flexibility and freedom to, to step into that free, that play and joyful fun. A lot of new creative ideas are not born from being strapped and tapped and stressed out. <laughs> right. That's not where they come from. No. So giving yourself permission. I, looking back again, when I ended up creating light beamers was in that exploration phase. I was seeking, I was asking, I was journaling, I was exploring and I didn't have it all figured out. And even when I first started light beamers and I started with that first publication of my blog and started sharing it on social media, I didn't have all that I have today in place. I just took one inspired step at a time. I can remember very distinctly someone that I respect and admire very much that I went to church with. And at the time I was so excited about this idea of light beamers, this concept and what it might become and 
the fact that I was going to start sharing my stories publicly. And she looked at me and she was like, but how are you going to make money? Yeah. I looked at her and I was like, I don't know, but I don't care. That, that part will, that will work itself out. Yes. You're asking the wrong question. Don't ask right. me that question. And I remember that. And I remember her thinking, well, I mean, it's probably a good question to ask, but I'm not going to let that be the thing that stops me because I don't know how I'm going to make money with this. That That is not enough to make me not want to do this because I'm so excited about this idea. It brought a lot of joy to me. Mm-hmm. So I think there are people in our lives sometimes they don't mean to. Yes. But they can sometimes ask the wrong question and it squashes yes. that that spirit in us. And we have to remember to stay true to who we are. And if it makes sense to you and you're excited about it and you're fired up, then then follow that path. You don't have to have all the answers. They will be revealed as you go. That's just stepping on the next stone in front of you kind of idea. But that's it's such an important thing. I didn't know how in the heck I was going to make money with that, but that wasn't the reason why I was starting it. Right. Uh, but here I am now having turned it into a very successful business that does allow me to make an income and still do the work that I love. So it's pretty mm. awesome. I love that you talked about that. So that brings me back to uh, childhood when I grew up with the age of wearing slips under our dresses when you go to church or Sunday school. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. sometimes your slip would show and people would say your slip is showing. So when people say that question or have that question of when are you going to make money or how are you going to make money from that? That's their slip showing. And I use that metaphorically as in fear. That's their own fear showing. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. And that's such a good one. Yes. A slip showing was a big deal. You're right. Yeah. Right. And so that's, that's their slip showing like, Oh my God, you can't let this slip show. It's like, Oh my God, you can't, you can't not do something and not make money from it. It's like, watch me. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I can. It is. Yes, you can. Yeah, I think that's just such a good reminder for anyone listening is that that's that's part of life, right? That's part of the fun of getting to figure out your next step, whatever that may be, especially if you're transitioning from one thing to the next, is that you get to give yourself permission to just explore and figure that out. And only you are going to be the one doing that, not someone who's worried about the slip showing. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. It just brings me to when you're pursuing what is lighting you on fire, it brings me to that kind of woo-woo law of attraction kind of mindset, right? That that kind of abundance mindset of it will automatically show up. God didn't design us to work in a place that we didn't, we didn't like. He designed us to be for this passion, for pursuing this. Like you said, you were divinely created to do this. Yes, Yes, I'm the same way. I was divinely created to do, first I became a hairstylist. And then by being a hairstylist, I learned how to interview people all day long. I learned how to coach. I learned how to coach people all day long and being able to have those skills and now take it into my business when physically my body can't do the the hair business as much anymore. It's like, well, of course, that's what I'm going to do. Because it's about the conversation. It's about the connection with the other person. And that's what gets me so fired up. I got to leap out of bed every day. Yeah, Uh, which is the best, the best feeling. Yes, yes. And there, 
is such a lack of that kind of teaching in the world. So I'm so glad that you are bringing such a huge, I don't even want to say teaching. It's a, it's a movement to our thinking in, in regards to society. So thank you for being that, that light beam. Oh, thank you so much. It's, it's, a, it's the best. It really is. So tell us about light. We've kind of skirted around what Light Beamers is. So tell us about what Light Beamers is in your Facebook group. Yes, yes. So we have, I mean, my business is at lightbeamers.com, and that's where you can learn more about just some of the services and the programs and the courses that I have available that just really help people step into that story, explore their story, get visible with their story and all of that work. And then we have Light Beamers Community, which is our is a private Facebook group. It's free, so anyone can join us there. You just have to be willing to be an engaged member and want to share pieces of your story with us. That's really the only requirement. And inside that Light Beamers Community, I, I have different prompts throughout the week that I give people. You and I are recording this podcast episode on a Monday. On Monday, we have something called Storytelling Monday, and that's where I share a photo. It's a different photo every Monday. And this is actually a, a storytelling exercise that I use all the time personally to ex- extricate stories from myself as well, mm-hmm. to use on my social media, to use in my you know, email communications, to use in presentations that I might be giving, podcast interviews, whatever it may be. And so we do those every Monday and give the community an open platform to be able to kind of practice their storytelling skills by taking that photo and figuring out the, the story that's coming up for them. We do regular prompts on Wednesdays as well. I'm big into visibility because it's part of what I teach. I have a video background. I've been working in video my whole career. Mm -hmm. So I know that part of social media is to get people comfortable using video and doing live streaming. So on Wednesdays, we open up that community and I let everybody in that community go live in our group. And I give them another story prompt to use. And so they get practice communicating uh, verbally and using video using social media. And man, that has been one of the biggest things that we've done inside of our Light Beamers community that has even built stronger community. Because the more that people show up on video sharing their story every Wednesday, the more they are connecting with the audience there. And so I get messages all the time like, oh, I'm collaborating with so-and-so that I met in Light Beamers. We're doing a clubhouse room next week. Or, oh, um, so-and-so is going to come into my private membership group and they're going to lead a training because I met them in light beamers mm. or, Oh, yes. I went and had coffee because I met this light beamer that lives in my same town and they'll send me pictures of when they meet up with each other. Mm. I mean, it's I the coolest that. thing. Ever. Yes. Yes. So our, our community is very engaged and very lively and people are in there sharing their story and there's, 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 there's a space for everybody wherever you are in that journey. So that's really more about what Light Beamers community is all about. Mm, I love that. I love that. I love that. And you, you mentioned another word, my, another favorite C word. It's called collaborating. Yeah. <laughs> I love, bet. yeah, I love it when people. Well, much like Bobby Joe connected us and here we yes. are collaborating on a podcast. Exactly. So that's, what, that's what it's about. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm just a natural connector of people it just mm-hmm. happens and that's how I started the Firestarters book project was just by connecting people and collaborating with them and saying, hey, let's let's get your story out. So I love yeah. how we're, we're so parallel lives. So I love this. Yes, yes, very much in alignment. So you mentioned the website before, but where else can people um, connect with you? 
Yeah, I am most active on Instagram and Facebook, and my handles on both channels are Lightbeamers. It's L-I-G-H-T-B-E-A-M-E-R-S. So at Lightbeamers on Instagram, at Lightbeamers on Facebook, of course, join the Facebook group Lightbeamers Community, and you'll find me inside of there. And I also have a podcast called The Inside Story, so you can check out some of our podcast episodes and even learn more about some of the work that we're doing there at Light Beamers. But I would love to connect with anyone that would love to dig in a little deeper with their story, explore how they could be using their story in a more powerful and impactful, positive way, whether that's for your own personal discovery. Um, I always say this story work is is really personal development work. So yes. Yes. Some people are doing it just for that reason. Some people are doing it maybe to kind of help them build a brand or a business. And I certainly have lots of expertise doing that. But whatever it is, it's just a way for you to figure out how to shine your light in the world. So mm, that's I love it. Someone is interested in doing that work. I'd love to have a convo and meet you and learn more about your story. Yes. Thank you. And give us the website one more time. It's lightbeamers.com. Got it. Lightbeamers.com. You can find April on there. And it has been a joy, a pleasure, and so much fun talking with you, April. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Shay. We have so much in common. It's been lovely to to talk with you and share this today with your audience. And I always like to leave with this last question of what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, my favorite scripture in the Bible is um, Philippians 4, 6. I'm a terrible Bible quoter, but it's basically take every, all of your prayer requests to God and do not be anxious, do not be afraid. Like it's, that's the summarization of it. But Philippians 4, 6 gets yes. me every time. Like if I'm in a pickle. I just go to that and remember that all I have to do is ask for guidance and put my prayer request uh, there. And the answers will be revealed. And that has definitely been true in my life. I've had, you know, many times where I've gone to that in need and the guidance comes. And I, I, I just, I live by my own mantra of just reminding myself to share my story so that mm. I can shine light. There are days when I don't want to do it. Days where I feel like I just want to kind of pull the covers over my head and, and, and put my, kind of turn off the lights and all that. And sometimes I have to do that. We all have to kind of replenish and restore, but then I'm reminded that this work is important. And so just kind of living by that tagline, when we share our stories with Shana Light, gets me going and reminds me to keep doing this work because it's not about me. It's about shining the light for other people. Right, right. I love that. Thank you so much. And you're right. It is not, it's not about us. We're just the vessel that allows the light to be shined on everyone. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, because I, I know I did, and you you may even took some notes, please go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review, and that would help us out. Hey, don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. 
We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.